welcome to this podcast with a difference, within a difference, because we are not just staying on the original location of where we film these podcasts, but we're taking this to the stars. Now, for those of you who don't know, the podcast is actually called Up on the Lookout, and this is a podcast with a difference. Here we like to talk about Dragon Ball and various topics about the series, and today's one is no exception. If you are familiar with the podcast feed, we actually have a series called Revelation F, which has just concluded its first season, and if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, I sincerely wish that you do listen to it, because we not only have something to talk about about that show, but we also have some cast members and one of the writers on it as well. So first of all, I would like to say welcome to my regular sidekick, Havrock. Hello. I'm not perfect, but I'm not fake. Yes. And joining us today, we have two guests. So normally we like, <clears throat> like Bardock and DBZA, I'm like, God, we have one, have one of those. Oh my God, I have two of those. But yes, um, joining me today are the voices of Chilai. Sorry, Julia. Julia Gu voices Chilai. Hi there, I'm Chilai, and I voice Julia Gu. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that's how it is. Nailed it. Nailed it. And of course, our absolutely quintessential Wolfang Stampai. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Nice, cool. So with myself playing Freezer and Kit, we have four of the five main cast. Philly could not be joining us today. She's got some schoolwork to be getting on. But yeah, we wish that she's here in spirit because Shiraz would be up to no good or doing some very important computational stuff that could easily destroy the universe if it went wrong. Sorry, what? Oh, yeah, no, probably nothing. But yes, this is a Revelation F special. And it has been a very special journey getting to this point. And it all started with the other production that's been going on in the background. And that, of course, has been Dragon Ball R&R. And that, if you don't know, is the story of What If Raditz Turned Good, but a spin-off. We're currently working on episode seven right now. We've managed to find some new crew members. We'll be having that be uh, completed relatively soon, hopefully at the end of this year, and then we'll be able to finalise what we want to do with it coming into 2022 and see where we go from there. But Revelation F is definitely something that we love doing in the meantime. But it's not just a wanting to toot our own horns, but Julia and Stan came from that series. And Stan, you reprise your role as Yamcha here. I mean, that's a, that's a given here, right? Yeah. And uh, Julia pretty much voices any any minor in the show pretty much as in like voices Marin, a daikon and muli and uh my it's just like and yeah you do them very well but have and i were actually at that point where we were just like oh no Oh, oh geez, no, we are typecasting her. Oh no, no, no. We 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 want to give a part that has a bit more substance to it, and uh, ultimately we we managed to just keep you in mind for various things. So uh, you did a very good job with uh, Marin, and yeah, just the, in, the endearing thing, the the standout thing from episode four is when Ranch, Goten, Trunks, they're off, and then Marin's just the. 
<laughs> she can't fly at that. No, you nailed that. That was great. <laughs> oh, I remember recording that one. <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. But yeah. So let's just say when you got the call for Revelation F, uh, how have you found it being different from R&R? So, Julia, I'll start with you. So if I were to compare it to R&R, I feel like R&R is very much like almost like sitcom family sort of stuff like it's a lot of familial relationships and exploring those kinds of things while R&R is more like I mean I think you said it yourself like it's like a space opera and it's very much uh what is it like everyone going on like small misadventures and kind of exploring I mean developing characters and relationships along the way I mean that that's absolutely it I mean the main goal of Revelation F was just to make it kitsch fun simple quick to make 1950s style radio play and bringing people over to the delights of a radio play just because I'd love to animate this, but it would be extremely expensive. But no, 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 we, I did put a poll and we will talk about what scene might be animated, but there is a clear favorite. Ooh. And Stan, it does involve your character. So, <laughs> but yeah, no, Stan, no, no, Stan, how, how's been, how's been the experience of playing R&R Yamcha to Revelation F Yamcha. So uh, one of the things I, regarding when I got the call, um, you know, the, the biggest, my favorite thing about the R&R episode in particular where, you know, Yamcha's, uh, Yamcha's curveball is uh, the fact that he is such a center figure in this story where he's normally not at all. And I think it's his, it's the first time he appears in R&R. So, you know, I, I came in with this knowledge of like, you know, this guy is not going to be in every episode. But this is his moment to shine, and I've I've always been a Yamcha fan. So when the you know the opportunity came up to audition and everything, I was normally I, I audition for more than one part if there's something I feel like I could do a couple of different things. But with that episode, I had just auditioned for Yamcha um, because I knew what I wanted, and so being able to do that it was exciting. But it was also like, but I also know this is only going to be in this one episode basically, and with the exception of you know cameos elsewhere in the series, uh, that was the expectation. Do it once, try to hit it out of the park, and then that's the end of the game, right? So, with when I got the call for uh, for the you know the entire uh, basically space opera that has Yamcha in the crew, one I was excited because oh man, Yamcha's back and he gets to be in something recurrent, which is good for me on a personal level. But then also as a fan, I'm excited because Yamcha gets sidelined so hard by the official series that. Any opportunity for more Yamcha time is always something I'm excited about. Um, and also, you know, following along that what if story as you were developing it, um, I was very gripped by it, um, particularly because it's such a different kind of tale um, and it, it goes to so many different places. So seeing Frieza's journey through all that and then Yamcha getting to be a part of it, uh, it, it's, it fits. It's, it's almost like a, yeah, you know, I've been so hooked on the Dragon Quest stuff that having this dragon quest party in space has been great. Um, and yeah, I'm just a part of it. So that's, that's for me just thrilling. You know, what's the funniest part of it? Like originally, like we swore we will never do uh what if freeze that in a good type scenario. That was very true because we thought, yeah, we thought we, we cannot pull it to be, you know, believable and, and interesting, you know, and not, you know, and not feel, uh, and not feel contrived in, in, in many ways. Boy, were we wrong. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We were very, yeah. very wrong and close-minded. Oh, yeah, it's great. No, I mean, I was just like, I couldn't believe I actually did it. But hey, I just followed the apparent 
theory on the channel is that I hate Vegeta. So just hate on Vegeta some more. But I don't really. He's one of the best characters in terms of development. It's just the very early part in Z, he does some really bad jerky stuff. Yeah. yeah. Most of the positive discussions we have are about Vegeta. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So we're not we're not trying to down on the on the prince of vegetables. We're really not. <laughs> I wrote like what three thousand word essay about Vegeta last week. Thank you very much. We don't. Hate yeah, Vegeta. no. Yeah, no. But you know, Hav's base work on that, and then when I added to it, you know, kind of we got that complete script. It's a long boy. It took me like twenty-seven minutes to record. It may be like a twenty-five minute discussion, and yeah, it's. It's a long one, and you'll be all seeing it in a couple of weeks at the time of this recording. So, yeah, have put a lot of grunt work into the initial draft, and then when we just like get this to the where it's a video, oh boy, <laughs> that's a it's going to be a doozy, and it all and it all fit together. It's not just us recalling every single bit of history of Vegeta. There is a point to it, but you'll see it in the video. But yeah, so before we continue, I'd actually actually like to ask you, Julia and Stan. Where can people find you? Because I think it's time for an earlier cheeky plug than we normally do. So where can we find y'all? Um, I am most active on Twitter um, at Julia Guvio. Uh, I also occasionally do some Twitch streaming uh, as, a, as a VTuber. So that's uh, at S-E-I underscore S-O-U, say so. Oh, clever, I see what you did there. Hey. <laughs> Typically, if you just look up the word Stanpai, S-T-A-N-P-A-I, that's the easiest way to find me. I'm most active these days actually on Newgrounds.com, which is something you don't typically hear, but I'm I'm very, very passionate about that community and, and doing my part in there. And in fact, you can even catch some episodes of this show on Newgrounds. Um, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, otherwise, YouTube, I'm not as active there anymore. I've been very busy recently. But, you know, again, Stanpy, you look that up, you'll find me. I, I'm not even very active on Twitter anymore. I pretty much exclusively uh, keep to, you know, what productions I'm working with. And, you know, if you need to get a hold of me, just uh, find a way to give me a shout and maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll appear out of thin air. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, you're very true. Uh, the first five episodes are indeed on Newgrounds, so I need to upload the rest of them over the next few weeks. But yeah, you can also find Revelation F, by the way, if you're interested, not just on YouTube, but you can actually get it on Spotify, Apple Music, outside of the podcast stream. So you can actually download the audiobook as an album. And that's been really good. And so far, I've been looking at the stats and by a long way, episode two is the most streamed. I don't That's the episode where uh, that's the first like proper mission that Chilai and Yamcha are on and they meet the construction crew. So right on. Yeah, that that's the one where Chilai makes such the biggest smarmy, like, yeah, turns around the chair. Yo, looking for this? I've been expecting you, Mr. Bond. Exactly. Yeah. That that's the best thing. And it, it pretty much just set the tone about how those two are gonna operate. Like initially it's just gonna be Chel Chilai is just the sneaky sneaky, and then just like, you know, Yarm's just like, oh my god, I wanna wheel I'm so bad. I'm really tough. I don't like being abandoned anymore. I don't get to punch people. <laughs> it's old habits die hard, as yeah, it were. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and some of the mm. characters also die hard, but thankfully, uh, 
not in this series so far. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Mm. Seeing as this is about Revelation F, I'd like to just like to reach out to, well, just to all four of us, really. What's been the... What's been the standout moment for you all? Not just necessarily your favorite episode, but from what you've seen in comments and just how it's developed. You know, anyone take the floor. So have. Okay, so I, I'm I'm the anyone. Okay, so you know, like I, I I had a lot of those. I think I I think like the seeing reactions to episode 12 was was my favorite i didn't pen that one personally but like you know we are like kind of going over it together and i think like i think the sheer the sheer reaction to the to the closing scene with with the cliffhanger i like i always love to 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 see the audience getting pumped up and then we cut them with a cliffhanger like it, it, it's my it's my schadenfreude really uh, admittedly <laughs> I, I i was sort of like that too i was in like yeah we just end it where you just get one line of frigid who's played by our friend richard barcenas and he voices piccolo in R and R as well, so I thought, well, let's bring him on because he's got really good range and something that's a little bit different to all the other Freezer clones and stuff. But now he did a really good job. We recorded for him for episode thirteen, so we got the follow up episode, which we will hopefully have out sometime in November. I can reveal that to you all right now. Is that Woo. we're we're gonna have things ready to release season two from November, and if we can, if I can get a good handle, we can release it weekly, which will be good. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. We are elbows deep in developing season two scripts, yeah. and and not only scripts, more, more stuff, more about that. Uh, usually, whenever I've been writing stuff, because I actually started back in the day in two thousand five making radio plays of like my original content, and I I love doing it. And so coming back to this and doing a whole season has been really great. And taking Chilai who really didn't have much in yeah. the original series and not making her all about Broly mm. was my big pride and joy moment in the fact that, oh, I did mention about, oh, hey, Broly may not be so bad. And she's just like, eh, maybe. And it just everyone in the comments like, when is she going to shack up with Broly? First off, she's she's not an adult in this series, first of all. Yeah, because this is like set takes place in age seven, six, seven. So just after the Cell games. So I think she like in Broly is like in her late 20s or early 30s or something. That's relatively nothing in the scheme of you know, time and space and stuff. I mean, yeah, Granola can live for up to 200 years, the you know, Cerulean's. So it's a drop in the bucket in comparison. But uh, yeah, no, to, to be able to actually go off... With no, there's no law, there's no backstory for Chilai. So it's like, hey, why don't we just create something that involves Saiyans and includes a sister? Because hey, we need to have some kind of competition. At the same time, I, at, at the same time, you know, there are enough of those little quirks and personalities when you can start to wonder, hey, where do these come from, right? Yeah, no, exactly, because you know. Chilai has a blaster. She's sneaky, sneaky. She's particular. She's a thief. So, yeah. Why don't we just find the place that in the original Freezer What If she was a street urchin who then you know kind of got Freezer's interest and then they started to work together. So in that particular timeline, 
Frieza and Chi-Lai basically just became almost like, you know, company for each other. So that, that, that's been my standout favorite. And episode seven, just seeing how, just that moment where she just like is sickened by Saiyans. Because in the what if, I had moments where she just did not trust Goku, did not trust any Saiyan at all. And Frieza's just like, well, you know, you're not wrong exactly. You know, Saiyans back in the day were really bad. And just that scene where, you know, Chi-Li's extremely upset and like Yam's just like, you know, seriously, I'm sorry. And the, the the pep talk that Frieza gives us, I know you meant well, but don't talk about that again, will you? <laughs> just that moment, that really struck a chord with me. So I'd say probably most of episode seven was really something for me. Yeah, I'd love to kind of follow off of that. You know, Yamcha, a lot of his life experience, at least in the series, is, you know, Dragon Ball has its share of serious moments, but it's ultimately very lighthearted. And even death gets treated with like, you know, death is bad, but we have a solution to that. So dealing with on a, on a larger scale, things like genocide, you know, front in front of him. Uh, I think a lot of the problem is that Yamcha does come from this very, um, I want to say sheltered because he's been on the verge of planetary destruction and so on. But compared to the stuff that Freeze has been involved with for so long, I mean, that's that's been a, a big part of Yamcha's arc. Uh, as far as his experiences and and trying to talk Chile out of her, you know, Saiyan oriented prejudice, um, you know, that's that's been a big part of it for me. And uh, just trying to have him reconcile, you know, his his life experience. Hey, come on. I'm friends with Goku. He's great. Uh, please. Oh, I, I, I have no grounds to talk about this experience. Uh, uh, but, <laughs> you know, uh, beyond that, it's. Um, you know, I really appreciate and, and the moments for me are when I realize as I'm going through the script with you or beforehand, I really like, wait a minute. Oh, my God, this is a reference that that shows that you really know your stuff when you guys are writing it. And it shows how much love you have for the series. And so when it's a little reference or a nod to something that's not super important in Dragon Ball or Z or Super or whatever, but it's but it's there. And it's something that you paid attention to and incorporated into the story. And it's just I think it really goes a long way at creating that authenticity and making it a very believable story. Um, also, just having that that character dynamic between each of them, because they are all so very different. And Yamcha being somewhere without Poir as well, giving Yamcha more of a chance to just be himself um going through these <laughs> going through these different scenarios and yeah him being the second strongest person on the ship that is kind of a big deal it's been a long time since that's ever happened so uh that's that's really that's awesome for, uh, for i think for fans alike certainly one of my favorite things to read in the comments is when people talk about just how glad I, i'm really yamcha attached you might notice so <laughs> when people talk about yamcha getting his day in the sun and how happy they are about it and you know obviously there are a lot of yamcha fans out there um so it, it's just kind of a consistent thing and i'm sure if you ask at some point what we want to see you're going to hear the same thing i always tell you every time we talk about this i want the long hair back I want, I want, I want long-haired bandit back. <laughs> well, no, well, usually with every season of like Star Trek: The Next Generation, they usually like have a group photo, and I can trust you that the next season will have slightly longer hair. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a definitely man can for dream. sure. <laughs> yeah, and also, it was, and there's just things that have reminds me of. It's like in for episode ten, and this was like the Riker episode where um he cooks for everybody, and everyone was like, "What? What is this? Why? Why are you cooking? Why?" And in this one. It's actually of not so 
well-known fact that Yamcha actually is a good cook and have reminded me of it. So I was like, hey, for this first parter, why don't we just have this where Yamcha's like, well, I'm kind of bored with this you know, regeneration stuff. I'm just going to cook something for myself you know, with what we have. And, um, and we just had it that actually he's really, really good and that everybody was just like, just completely just like made themselves immobile for the first time of not actually having processed food in like months. <laughs> so tasty. <laughs> Cooking mama. Yeah. I think one of the <laughs> one of the coolest thing about Yamcha in and Chila in this series is like the banter between them. I don't know oh, yeah. how about you, uh uh Mas, but like it's so it's so organic when you write it. Like when you have those two, like the lines just pop into your head. Like yeah, I, that's what I love about writing characters. Just giving them the banter. They just like it just flows. And if I'm on a really good roll, I can write an episode in about like two and a half hours. If I'm on a good roll, like as in like just like I love yeah you know, characters who that you know talk with each other. It just works. And Chila and Yamcha, they do. It. It's easy. It's really easy. Their dynamic is very, very, you know, mm. natural and, and organic. Yeah. And like, like, I'm never stuck, you know, w- what to write for them, you know? Mm. Hey, Julia, what's been your standout moment, you know, in general? Well, I guess, well, before that, I kind of wanted to follow up on also just kind of like, I guess all the character dynamics and like how... Uh, Frieza, despite, you know, the series being, oh, what if Frieza turned good, isn't exactly good in the traditional sort of sense, especially with the season finale and how that ends up clashing with someone like Yamcha, who is on that, you know, usual, very good paragon sort of side. Hey, he's not really that good. You can see where he's coming from, but feel free to question his motives. Sort of a thing. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. In episode four, there is the, the the quote that a lot of people remember. It's like, I may have changed my ways, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I am a nice guy. Mm. As in like, you know, I may not, I may not destroy your planet, but I'm not necessarily going to be your best buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like, because uh, like with the, you know, original What If series concluded, it's not the end of Frieza's moral journey. Like it's still going. Yeah. To be honest, it it's it started in in, right. in the What If and it, and it goes through in in Revelation F more more or less. Like uh, the, he he's kind of new in in this non evil stuff. So. Honestly, like we should rename this this what if series to what if what if Frieza turned better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, I mean that that would be more technically accurate, but he does end up being the good guy per se, yeah. more like an anti-hero or an anti-villain he, or something. He like slid that, to but... the neutral alignment, mm-hmm. and uh, he's working mm. toward good. Yeah. Mm. Right. Okay, so we'll, we'll we'll stick to this favorite line, favorite line of any of y'all. So just. Shout out. <laughs> uh, hello, brother. Good to see you. <laughs> ah, yes. Episode 12. It's just that moment. It's just like, yeah, because Stan played one of the envoys in episode six, but it was just, that was like done properly. As in right, like, that's yeah. how a Frigidarian is meant to talk. If I was this, actually to be a Frigidarian. Yeah, exactly. So in this one, it had to be Yamcha trying to do it badly but that yeah. works anyway. <laughs> that was probably my favorite thing about that. Just the fact that, yes, like I did record with you an actual, you know, proper version of, of what one would sound like. And then now here's having to balance. How do I make Yamcha sound like it? But it's still Yamcha. 
You know, mm. <laughs> that was uh, so that that definitely. I've been thinking about that one since we recorded it. It's so funny to me hearing it in the in the premiere as well. I was having a blast. Yeah, no, that was really good. <laughs> just uh, just the just the fact that it worked and Chile's disbelief of like, oh, oh my I love God, that. I so have been much. training all my life to be stealthy, <laughs> and this is what it takes to get somewhere. <laughs> what <laughs> level zero <laughs> yes <laughs> oh i mean now that standby's brought it up like just the whole oh this is a level zero mission why am i here it was amazing i mean you heard me i was laughing i was cackling when i first read that <laughs> yeah and then when she achieved i was like his name is <laughs> just like i just that that was just she trying her best it worked but you know she's dying on the inside <laughs> I've had a few breakdowns during the recording sessions, even when I've already read the script and oh, we're yeah. getting through it. You know, I, I've had to uh, cut from my audio a lot of laughter when I you know, when I deliver my audio. It's like, OK, now let's remove this section where I couldn't stop chuckling about it. Oh, I remember those sequences very much. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because that's the whole point with this series was just to like, well, as this series continues, I, I can imagine this being like four seasons easily. But We've just finished season one, <laughs> but the whole point of this series is just to be a bit of fun, just a bit of fun. Yeah. A bit of, a bit of, you know, a bit of a romp throughout space. You know, this can be, yeah, we can do like some more things that we can't necessarily do in a what if, Yeah, we can actually take our time with some things. We can have some lighthearted episodes. We can establish some law that, you know, works because space is really big. Yeah. So you can, you can incorporate things from Dragon Ball if you wanted to, but we're trying not to do that because, I mean, for Have and I, our ultimate goal is to have a truly original series for in in about a couple of years' time. So that's what we want to do. And R&R was um, one stepping stone. Well, right. is one stepping stone. It's in like, you know, setting it in a Dragon Ball scenario, but with some original characters. This one, Revelation F, is mostly original characters with some... Ones from Dragon Ball that people recognize, Chi-Li, right. Yamcha, all that stuff. But there'll be one more step, but that'll be coming soon. So this has been really good because we've made things like, um, sure, we've developed the Zunians and stuff like that. Uh, but we've also made the Grass Bobs, which will pretty much be the rival species to Frieza outside of the Frigidarians. Our Klingons, basically. Oh, yeah. And I was even voicing one, which is like, you know, like... I don't have a very wide range of voices and my accent kind of limits me, but that was a lot of fun. No, definitely. Uh, I think it's because Hav and I both, vo I, I voice one of the hunters and he voices the shaman and we'll find out the shaman's name in the next season. And I'm definitely looking forward to hopefully grasp of Huntress Queen. Something I really like uh, about this, all, just this production in general is... Um, you know, you can also see your love for other series in the way, that, especially series involving traveling through space on adventures every um, I remember, you know, I my exposure to Star Trek and whatnot is very limited. And during an episode, I remember you gave me the uh, you gave me the like, OK, so this is a parallel to so and so in Star Trek. And, and that's what this is. And this is like a, a nod. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, I didn't know that. But I, it's it's I really appreciate getting to see tributes to things that you love. Uh, when people write stuff. And so having that aspect, it, I, I think you really, uh, you're melding these two different things together by giving us that with, you know, Dragon Ball on one hand and then all the stuff that influences you guys on the other. Well, thank you. But yeah, I'm, I'm, 
I'm relatively new to Star Trek. I watched Star Trek Discovery to begin with, just to get myself into the lore. I'd always seen Star Trek on TV, and it was something that just slipped me by. I was more of a Red Dwarf person, to, and Hitchhikers, you know, British, uh, British stuff. Like, maybe a little bit of Blake 7 here and now and again. That's why there's tons of Hitchhikers and references to Red Dwarf all there. But I've been, le- I've been watching The Next Generation. I've just finished Season 3. Um, and it's been really good for helping write episodes. Like... Um, oh, the, uh, it's the episode where data measure um, of a man, measure of a man. I keep, it's something of a man. I remember that. That is the Shiraz episode. And that, that was like, I mean, it's almost becoming, it almost became a joke to me. Like, oh, oh, this episode, is this going to be an episode where Shiraz may die (laughs) at this point? Because it happens like three times. Like potentially you think, oh no, Shiraz is going to be. Kaputsky. People got really emotional about this episode. Sorry. They really did. And that's the best thing. Like, as Hab pointed out to me, if you want people to hate a character, you make them either endanger a fan favorite or kill them. And yeah, uh, yeah nobody <laughs> likes Langu after that. <laughs> if, if there are no puppies around to dan- endanger, then pick one of the favorites. <laughs> pick, pick, the, pick the sentient smart aleck computer who's basically sort of insane what i want to say what i want to say about langu i don't want to defend his behavior but like we may find out where he's coming from in the future and why why he is the way he is about the eyes oh yeah but for now hate him with every single yeah oh hate him hate him oh for now oh hate him detest him loathe him (laughs) just for now There'll be more to it. Again, season one was about just establishing the predicament, having Frigid in there, seeing where it goes. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward because, yeah, it may turn out that Frigid may not be the only clone out there. Also, one thing that I think that I think is pretty nice about, you know, Revelation F, and I, and I don't know if, if, if you all will agree with me, but... Uh, the way it is framed is that you can present it to a non-Dragon Ball yeah. person right. and they still will have fun. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, that's the point. It's meant to be something that, okay, there are these characters from Dragon Ball, but you don't need to learn much about Dragon Ball. It's just a story in its own right. And yes, there have been loads of stand-up things that have just happened by chance. I mean, when I introduced General Magna in episode nine... We hadn't written 12 yet. And Magna in that is essentially the orchestrator of the Frigidarians for the longest time. And of course, it's na- derived named after a fridge magnet. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Things. There's like, oh, Chester and drawers are Chester drawers, pretty much. Like, yeah, just yeah, a dresser or something like that. And Lieutenant Krishpa is the Crisper drawer. So. Yeah, how, like, fridges have crisper drawers and stuff like that. I love coming up with names from the Dragon Ball world because it's just fantastic and there are just so many good ones. Like, Ugpla is just plug, as yeah. in just a general plug. One of those things that I think is also special about your naming conventions is that you're over the pond, so you have different household items or names for household items than a lot of us do in the West, and then, like, the, you know, the U.S. West. <laughs> oh, the so West West. Enough. Yeah, <laughs> the of Wests. No, it's been it's been a really interesting ride, and I'm glad that you two are with us for the, as part of the main core group. And 
it's been really good having the likes of Jukai. And now we introduce Otios back in. Yeah. And that Otios is going to be a, a, an interesting character to follow because inadvertently, Chilai has something to do with his return. Oh. So, yeah. As in, like, all the stuff she said in episode five meant something. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I, I, I'm just leaving loads of tidbits for you all because I know that people are keen to find out more because everyone at episode 12 was just like, you can't just stop it there. <laughs> but we did. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, must have. You could just have it like a, give it like a conclusion. But we didn't. That's the point, people. That's the <laughs> no, point. That's to make you watch. See- Hang on that yeah. cliff and like it. <laughs> Not pulling a tw- <laughs> Not going to pull a Twin Peaks here and end it on season two with a total, like, no no conclusion for 20 years, you know? <laughs> no, exactly. No, no, we're not doing that. And we're not doing that. And but basically, the final scene is basically maybe not written, but conceptualized. Oh, yes. No, we have conceptualized potentially the ending of the entire Ooh. thing. It's, 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 I feel like it's good to, like, make mean that means the journey in theory will be perpetual. But. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think all remains to be said is like, what would you two, Julia, Stan, what would you like to see for your characters going into future seasons? Mm. I know that, Stan, you said that having longer hair. That's, <laughs> well, long that's hair. That's yes, I know. One. That doesn't count. Go on. Let me type long hair. Long flowing hair. Okay. Um. Well, I mean, we touched on, I guess... I mean, Chile being a lot younger here and her general demeanor towards like Saiyans and everything. I kind of want to see her like, I want to see her mature and like her world expand, especially with the people that she's, you know, hanging out with, like Yamcha. You know, Yamcha, the one who's friends with like Goku and, and Roy and all the, all them. Yeah, not necessarily like she, you know, is just like, oh, suddenly everything is fine. She's totally chilled all of them. Just like understanding more of the world instead of holding on to like, the past. We do touch upon Nyera being out there. I think it's safe to say that you know Nyera is going to turn up again, turn up properly in the series. And it's funny you mentioned that because we we talked about like you know what di- direction we want to take Chile in as Chile, not only you know as uh, as uh, as related to her sister, but but, but uh, as a character as a whole. So we had that discussions like two days ago or something. Mm, no, definitely. We've we've got plans. We've got plenty of plans. And I think that should that should appeal. But yeah, Stan, did you have your one that wasn't about long hair? <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, so you know, something that you've talked about before as one of those big issues for Yamcha's abuse from Toriyama is like his dreams of things like having a family, the one thing that he wanted in life, you know, to and so on one hand, uh having having a hope of a future that's brighter than the one that's, you know, back on Earth, but also um just him facilitating that role as somebody who can be the good guy in a bad world um space has proven many times over to be morally ambiguous and a great danger so for him to kind of preserve that that innocence that comes from being an, a heroic earthling and maybe spread some of that good around the galaxy um I, you know continuing to do what we're doing while also you know getting caught up in shenanigans but ultimately being that that moral compass for for his friends and Seeing that that goodness prevail despite the challenges ahead. Um, so yeah, more more exploration of the galaxy where he can also be a hero character, uh, and 
and do so without consequence of death. <laughs> mm. No, no, don't worry. We, we can assure you that that won't that won't happen. Yeah, request. Y- don't kill Yamcha. <laughs> yeah, Yamcha. In fact, isn't don't the kill bo- any of them. Actually, yeah, yeah you're not fair. <laughs> well, well, certainly. Well, we won't kill Yamcha yet. <laughs> um. No, no, don't worry. Yeah, as- we can, I think we can we can tell our audience that uh, there is already a Yamcha themed episode for season two. Yes, and we got a good cameo for that, so that's going to be yeah, fun. Yeah, that'll be good fun when we re- you know, realize that. But yeah, I think all that remains to be said is thank you so much, you two, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, exactly. It's been amazing being a part of this, and I'm pretty sure that we will be doing more episodes, like maybe just like some, you know, looking back at season two, perhaps. But we'll we'll, we'll be having you back on. I'm pretty sure. But yeah. I think that all remains to be said now is thank you out there for listening to the Special Revelation F podcast. If you haven't had a chance to listen to it, you can find the playlist on YouTube. You can find the uh, the audiobook on Spotify, Apple Music, and all good streaming services. Or you can check out our podcast feed right here for all 12 episodes thus far and have a sit down. And I'm pretty sure you'll have a good time. I mean, we had a good time writing it and performing in it. And it's... Yeah, it's certainly been really good. So thank you all out there for listening, and we shall see you again for the next episode. Take care, everybody. 